Hi, Linda Phils here. Welcome to my show where I will be sharing with you the strangest secrets to spiritual and professional success and productivity. So let's get started. Linda Fields here. I'm excited to be with you on this Monday morning because I've got something encouraging for you that I think will make a huge difference in your day, not only your day, but uh, the rest of the year. See, we are already at the nearing the end of March, first quarter. Can you believe it? Like behind us, quarter is just about over. And what is about to happen in the next uh, part of the year is up for grabs. And what do I mean by that? I mean that you can make a significant difference in the direction of your life from now through the next quarter, through even the end of 2021 that you may not be aware of. So uh, I want you to grab something to take a few notes with today, your your device perhaps, or your notebook, or your prayer plan your life, because um, you're going to want to take some notes for action. In fact, go ahead and label it at the top, uh, notes for action, notes for action. Now you've heard me say time and time again that what we do as spiritual professionals, I uh, take a lot of this from the example of biblical stories that are true, that had incredible results. And these results are also available to today's spiritual professional who will take note and who will take action. So it's appropriate that today you go ahead and title that Notes for Action. Grab your coffee, uh, whisper a little prayer right now for the Lord to speak to you today, and we're going to get rolling. Some of you are wondering if you can ever gain back the traction and success you had only hoped of and dreamed for and attained a measure of in your life before 2020. Admit it. What is that thing you dreamed of? What is that project you wanted to finish? What's that business you wanted to start? What's that goal that you wanted to nail in 2021 that totally got swept away in the chaos and that now almost feels like a taunting, lingering memory because it didn't happen yet? What is it? Go ahead and jot down the first thing that comes to mind. It can be a relationship that you wanted to work on. It can be a book you wanted to write. It can be a, a line of business you wanted to open up. But just grab those thoughts, one, two, maybe three at the most, and jot them down even right now. Things you only hoped to accomplish or accomplish in greater measure last year, as recently as last year. Okay, got them? Wonderful. Now, come with me on a journey into the Word of God, and we're going to peer into the lives of a few different people who look like their lives were totally tanked, and yet God did the impossible. So I'm not going to tell you their full stories, but I want to tease you into reading them and researching them yourselves. One is the story of Esther. Esther was a young girl who was happy to from all accounts that we can tell, just to live a simple life and got swept into a contest for queen and dared to believe that she might actually need to be the next queen in her land. It's a fascinating story. You can find movies about it, but put yourself in Esther's shoes, a young girl just skipping along through life, finding herself almost kidnapped or forcibly taken into the castle to be put in the beauty pageant and the competition for who would be the next queen. 
So in a lot of the depictions I've seen, all the other girls in the contest are crying and woe is me. And, uh, and the way they paint Esther's picture in many of these accounts, which I think rings true to me, is that she eventually began to think, what if God has sent me to be her queen, to be the queen at this time? Ask yourself today a few, well, what if all of this that looks like I've been taken hostage with all my dreams and plans, what if... God is putting me right here, right now, for such a time as this. Oh, sister, oh, brother, when you begin thinking like that and opening your mind to the possibilities, there is no limit to what God can do. You see, God presents opportunities to us in disguise all the time. They look like mistakes, tragedy, accidents, heartache. And, and many of them are brutal. I am not saying there's not real pain. There is. But sister, brother, when you dare to take a breath, bow in prayer, and then look right up to the one you're praying to and say, oh God, have you brought me here for such a time as this? The story of Esther is incredible because she was selected to be queen and she ended up saving her own people the Jewish people. She fasted. She prayed. She asked God for wisdom about how to go before the authority, her king, and present her case. And he gave everything that was needed to this young girl who had not been raised as a diplomat, had not been raised as royalty. And yet in her heart, she dared to pray. She dared to ask God for strategy and God provided it. She ended up with power to save her people and she was celebrated in the land uh, with a feast, the gift of Purim, where the Jews actually gave gifts to each other and recounted the miracles that God had performed. Well, she's a favorite, but I can't stop there. Uh, then I have to go to Joseph. Many of you that have heard me chatting uh, with you the last several weeks have heard me probably reference the incredible huge grain dryers that are in the area of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, where we now have been relocated ourselves through a set of divine circumstances. And these dryers capture my imagination. I see them daily. They line the skyline, towering tall, broad and wide, occupying great expanse. And I imagine how much grain could be in these dryers. And Every time my mind jumps to Joseph. Joseph was one that you could say should have given up a long time ago. Oh, he had dreams just like you do. You have dreams. And then what? You dare to tell a friend, maybe a family member, and they shame you because often they're jealous and they can't see you beyond the kid in braces or girl in pigtails with freckles on her nose or, or a mischievous kid always getting in trouble if that's who you are or were. And they can't see you in that dream of authority and ruling and reigning and bringing great results in the earth. But Joseph could see himself that way. Why? Because God gave it to him in a dream. Now talk about betrayal. The people he should have been able to trust, his brothers, were older, should have been wiser, but they allowed a, a fleshly envy and jealousy to take hold of them so that they uh, said that Joseph was meant for dead, threw him in a well, sold him into a, a traveling band of slave 
buyers and off he went. And they were so cruel as to even tell the, his father he had died. And uh, it, it was a very cruel uh, way to dispose of their brother. There was no good way, of course. And this was especially cruel. It was cruel to Joseph and it was cruel to his father because he was his father's favorite. Now, Joseph endured trials that are unimaginable. You may have heard the story so many times you've let the drama of what happened in Joseph's life become too tame for your imagination to identify with what this man went through. A young man with trusted brothers thrown into a pit, sold into a traveling slave trading operation, and on and on his story goes. It just seems like it keeps getting worse and worse. He ends up in prison and uh, Finally, one day he, he's in prison and interprets dreams. That was his gift. And let me ask you right now, write this on your paper. What's my gift? What's my gift? What's that thing you do wherever you are that you're able to do to step into a situation, solve a problem? Um, what else do you do? It's something magnificent that uh, is part of your wiring and your what I call your DNA or your power alley. Well, Joseph had the ability to interpret dreams. So here he is in the prison where you would think he would have given up a long time ago. And what did he do? He interpreted a dream for the prisoner on his left and the prisoner on his right. And that tells me something very important about the life of Joseph. He did not give in to bitterness and offense and let it consume him even in the prison. He is doing what? Using his special gifts. Now, this would lead to his coming out of prison, but not quickly. In fact, when they were taken out, the other guys were taken out of the prison. He said, remember me, tell, tell people about me. And they totally forgot about him. Maybe you feel forgotten today. Maybe you have a distinct memory of something you did that went so well that you wanted others to remember. And that could have been a great segue into what was next for you? And maybe you've been forgotten. And I want to tell you today that you are not forgotten by the one who matters. And that is your God. God knows how to pull you out of that prison cell or that place of despondency or that place of being overlooked or isolated and put you right where you need to be at the right moment. In fact, later when the leader of the land needed a dream interpreted, somebody goes, I remember this guy, Joseph in the prison cells that can interpret dreams. And so one thing leads to another. I'm just skipping across the very top highlights of these stories, hoping you'll go back and dive into them in their entirety because they are so packed with lessons for you right now. And so he's brought out of the prison. He interprets a dream uh, for the king. And let me just uh, read a verse or two for you about this right here. It's out of Genesis 41 starting around 41. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. I mean, all in a day. What do you think about it? Coming out of a prison cell, being put in charge of the whole country. Then Pharaoh took, just get this picture, the signet ring from his finger. They had a ring that signified their power and authority. He took it off of his finger and he put it on Joseph's finger. That's how things were authorized and approved as the stamp of the signet ring. He dressed him in robes of fine linen and he put a gold chain around his neck and he had him ride in a chariot 
as his second command. And people shouted before him, make way. And he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. You know, when we drive by the grain dryers here in the DFW Metroplex, and my mind goes to the story of Joseph, I wonder how he stored the grain for his land in that time. And more than that, I look at the volume of grain that must be able to be stored in these huge grain dryers. I, don't, I wouldn't even know how to measure it, but it's massive. And you know what I'm reminded of? The massive plans God has for the man or woman who will not roll over and die, who will not give up in despondency and throw in the towel, who will not settle for mediocrity or despondency or getting by or being overlooked, but the one who will rise up and look into the Lord's eyes, look into God's face and say, oh God, what are the plans you have for me? No matter what has passed, no matter how I may have suffered and been betrayed, no matter how I may have been overlooked, no matter how confused I may, I may feel about my assignment, the same Lord that put Esther in place, the same God that put Joseph in place, and meant countless others, if I only had time to go into them today, and you look at how they were right on time, right in their assignment, right in that spot for the Lord to bless them and to speak to them. And I want to tell you something. It's not always as glamorous as you might imagine. You might say, oh, to be queen or to be the second in command. How awesome. Well, you know what? It didn't start that way. It started with a young girl just training her heart to know God before she ever got to the place she was put in the role of the queen. For Joseph, it was enduring hardship. It was dreams that he didn't understand and uh, just the ability to not uh, harbor resentment. Some of you uh, have maybe had the, the tendency to give in to bitterness. I want to tell you that's a showstopper in every way. Bitterness defiles the body, the scripture tells us. And that could mean even your own health and your own bones can um, suffer inflammation and the effects of bitterness you carry in your heart. And, and you don't want to live a better life. There is nothing about it that is good for you or anyone else. And so if you find yourself today carrying heartache or bitterness or resentment or offense, go to the Lord. Ask him to just help you because it's not in your own strength that it's easy to forgive. But, oh, it's what we're commanded to do and it's for your good. So get that uh, forgiveness thing. It's real. Get that done. Do it today. Jesus will help you. He will guide you. And do you know what happens next? It makes room for your future to grow and bloom because your future can't bloom in a seedbed of resentment or bitterness or uh, anger. And so just do a little heart search today. Say, oh God, you know my heart. Search me and find any wicked way in me. And, uh, and then tell the Lord, I want you to cleanse me. I give it over. Just give it over. And then begin to bless instead of curse. Begin to celebrate instead of criticize. Begin to walk in wholeness and life that will lead you into your future assignment one step at a time. I just am uh, ecstatic about the sons and daughters of God that are being revealed in this time who have stewarded great hardship in such a way 
that it's going to elevate you into this next season of prosperity and hope and healing and health and wholeness. And we're going to talk about that another time. I'm going to uh, provide you a link to a discussion over in LinkedIn on my page where I'm going to continue this talk momentarily. You need to process it for yourself privately, and I'd like for you to report out some of your learnings so that others can learn from your journey too. God bless and keep you today, oh spiritual professional that you are and that you are growing into. You have an incredible plan that God is working on your behalf, and today your job is to realign with that plan, your thoughts, your dreams, and plans, and become that son or daughter of God that he is revealing in your very life to the world around you, day by day, moment by moment, conversation by conversation. This is your finest hour. God bless and keep you. I'll see you here next Monday. So glad you joined us for the Linda Field Show today. We know that you are busy and that your time is important. To help you accomplish more of the things that matter in work and life, Linda has created the Prayer Plan Your Life Productivity System. This valuable system guides you to minimize the noise that threatens your progress and make the highest and best use of your time. Come on over to lindafields.org ppyl to order Prayer Plan Your Life today. Get it done today. Make it matter tomorrow. See you over at lindafields.org ppyl.